Hello and welcome to Biblio Banter. Today we'll be talking about typography. I'm Laura. I'm Ellen. I'm Erin. And I'm Natalia. And welcome to the podcast. Yay! We're going to start today's podcast with a quiz. The quiz is cheese or fond. So the quiz is very easy. I'm going to read a cheese or a fond and the rest of the group will guess what it is. So the first one is a difficult name. Gerbigny. Can you spell it? G-U-E-R-B-I-G-N-Y. And I'm making bold choices with pronunciation. I think that's fine. Yeah, it's good. Bold. Uh, (laughs) Bold choices. Is it a font? Is it a font? (laughs) I'm gonna... My vote's font. My vote's font. My vote's cheese. Okay, I'm going to vote font, and you're wrong, it's a cheese, so Natalia. Oh, Natalia. The next one, derby. Cheese. Is a cheese. Font. It's not going to pay off this time. It is a cheese. It is a cheese. Damn it. (laughs) Caxed. Because that's a word. (laughs) That's a font. That has to be a font. I agree. Font. Caxed, obviously a font, by the way, because of Caxton. Because of... But it's spelled K-A-C-S-T. Oh, K-A-C-S-T. Obviously not because of Caxton. Oh, that's interesting. But maybe it's a play on the name and it was spelled like this, just to throw people off. And it was still a font, so we were We correct. were still right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Margotin. Oh, um... M-A-R-G-O-T-I-N. Mm. I think it's a font. Mm. I would vote cheese. I think cheese. I think cheese. You're not voting. Well, I can't see the answers, to be fair. Um, it was a cheese. Raum Sonde. Gonna need the spelling. Mm-hmm. R-A-U-M-S-O-N-D-E. Cheese? Cheese. Cheese. You should study some more. It's a fuck. Oh, no. That is, oh, that is, that is, <laughs> that is what it says. Bembo. Which I know is a fun. Fun. Yeah. Devroy. Cheese? Cheese. Fun. Who would have guessed? It's a fun. Oh, no. I just say random words, so... <laughs> the next one is enough. charm or charm. Sounds like a font to me. It sounds that like, does a sound font. like a font. Cheese. It is a font. Uh, the next one is Mamerolle. M-A-M-I-R-O-L-L-E. That could be either. That's that one of those borderline... Sounds like cheese. Rolla. I would also guess cheese. Yeah. But you could imagine a very calligraphic style mm. font with it. I'm mean, gonna guess font. Cheese. It's a cheese. <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. It does sound very like cursive. Yeah, it does. Fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one is Castelmagno. I think that's a font. Sounds like a font to me. Doesn't very like bold doesn't... font. That sounds like a place to me. It, doesn't it sound does like... sound like a place, but a place that has its own particular font or a place that has its own particular <laughs> cheese. Um, I'm going to say cheese. Cheese. It's a cheese. Mm-hmm. The next one is acanthus. Font. It is a font. Next one, Kaiser. Cheese. Cheese? A cheesy font? <laughs> this quiz isn't so cheesy, is it? <laughs> it's a font. <laughs> Font. 
Cheese font. <laughs> just so you know, we all just looked at each other very confidently that we all think the same <laughs> it's thing. A, and then like cheese font. <laughs> it's a cheese. Also, we have 10 seconds left and we're only at 9 out of 50 correct. Oh, oh, so, yeah. it, oh so it's supposed to be a speed game as well. Mm. We got 18%. <laughs> Okay, well, the average score is 53%. So, okay, <laughs> we're so. not that far. We had a good chance. I think that was timed. So, yeah, we, I, I think the timer is uh, something like five minutes, was it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna link the link to the website for this particular quiz in our blog post so that you could check it out for yourselves and give it a try. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can be faster than we were. I hope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does anyone have a favorite font? I thought you asked favorite cheese. I'm sorry. We can talk about that as well. <laughs> but first, does anyone have a favorite font? Well, we know I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Garamond. Mm -hmm. Because it was H.L. Mencken's, one of his favorite fonts, too. He used it in the American Mercury magazine. Mm -hmm. It is very elegant. So I guess mine would be somewhat trivial. I think all my writing I do on computer. In particular, I do in Bookman old style. And it has like very wide letters, mm -hmm. a lot of spacing. It kind of takes up a bit more space on the page. But when I have to read or edit something, I feel more comfortable having a lot of air in the text, mm -hmm. like around the letters. And kerning is good. Kerning, which is the space between letters. And I like the way it looks. Mm -hmm. Not as boring as good old Times New Roman. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I was also going to say my favorite font was Bookman Old Style. But I think now I use more often Cambria, which I think is the default font. It is the default. It's like, it? it's like the Arial equivalent, right? Cambria? Yeah. It's, it's sans serif. No, I think it's no? serif. Should I we don't maybe know. Um, explain the differences between serif and sans serif? I think it's the perfect time to do that. It means, uh, so a serif, I'm probably not the best person to explain this. <laughs> um, so serif are the bars on letters. For example, the bottom of an A. Like a capital letter A, for serif you would have two horizontal bars that kind of ground the letter at the bottom, and these can be at the bottom or the top. And they yeah. kind of connect the letters too, kind of, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yes. So I actually read in a book about book design mm -hmm. that they help the reader read a passage mm -hmm. almost like a cursive for handwriting. It connects the words together so it's mm -hmm. a little bit easier flow yeah. right. for reading. Whereas the sans serif words are better for signs. Right. And also sans serif, if you haven't figured it out already, means that it doesn't have a serif. Right. Mm -hmm. And supposedly, it's easier to read sans serif on a tablet or a laptop. Mm -hmm. But in a printed book, you need a serif. Yeah, especially if you take a look at what's up uh, on the internet nowadays. The majority of fonts that are used for, especially headlines, headers, um, also body of text pretty much, especially if we're talking about blog posts, the majority of them are non-sans serif. Mm -hmm. So basically... Um, when we talk about digital fonts that are more popular nowadays, mm -hmm. top 10, I bet, would be sans serif. What about hated font? Can we all agree on one? Oh, <laughs> so no, I disagree. Do you know which one I'm speaking of? I think of? I do. Which one am I speaking of? Comic Sans. Yes. Oh, mm. poor old Comic Sans. Poor Comic Sans. So I'm actually reading right now um, Just My Type, 
mm-hmm. a book about typography, and it starts off with Comic Sans, mm-hmm. which everybody hates. But what he says is that it was designed just for one program, mm-hmm. which is the Microsoft Bob the Dog. So it's a, a dog that's explaining how your Microsoft right. program works. Okay, I don't have a problem with Comic Sans generally. Except that people use it in the most inappropriate ways. Yeah, that's pretty much everyone's I do not want problem. to see a professional document with Comic Sans. Mm-hmm. Sure, but can you blame the font? Like, should we hate I the font or should we hate the people that use it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. Overuse, you know, we have the freedom to use fonts, but we should use them wisely. Yeah. Speaking of overuse, so people do overuse Comic Sans, but I would also say people probably use a lot maybe overuse Helvetica mm-hmm. and nobody really seems bothered by that. Helvetica, I guess it's like a logical result of Bauhaus as a movement, not just as a font, of functionality and minimalism mm-hmm. and especially considering how much more popular minimalist lifestyle in general is today. Yeah. Um, I can see how Helvetica would be just the perfect solution for any kind of text. Um, If you take a look back, I don't know, maybe 10 years, uh, when all those hipster fonts were super popular, curvy, vintage kind of air to them, Mm -hmm. um, nowadays people are like, the eyes are tired. Mm -hmm. You cannot Mm -hmm. see like tons and tons of posts or articles looking like that because it's exhausting. So... I think Helvetica just fills the perfect niche nowadays. Well, I was recently watching a critique of this movie about Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> thank you. Um, no, so the movie was great, but the editing won an Oscar, and someone was like, actually, this is really bad editing, so why did it win an Oscar if like, it breaks all the rules uh-huh. that, we, that we know? What they said was because it's so bad that you notice it. It makes you think about the editing because there's so many cuts and there's all of these changes and good editing shouldn't be seen or thought of. And I think it's the same thing with a font. Helvetica, you don't even see it. You don't notice Mm. it. But you notice Comic Sans. Right. (laughs) And I mean, that probably made a big splash when it came out because everyone's like, whoa, look at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when people, sometimes, I think, in the 90s when they thought about design, that meant plopping Comic Sans or Mm -hmm. Papyrus on something, Mm -hmm. or there was some other one called Chancery. Oh, Chancery is the very... Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think of when I think of fancy whorehouse typography, is (laughs) Chancery. something I would picture as fancy whorehouse typography, but yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, But that brings me to um, a question I had, which is that we so often think of fonts as having like personalities, Mm -hmm. right? So I mean, Mm -hmm. we can think of it as being kind of more of a feminine font, more of a hipster font, but in what ways is that kind of harmful or does it like reinforce stereotype the way that fonts get used? I mean, I think one of the critiques about Helvetica that we saw, actually in the film Helvetica, is that it's like the font for globalization. Hmm. Like if you just want to mass market something, you put it in Helvetica, and everything ends up looking the same, right. and bland, and kind of boring, and you, you lose sort of these local distinctions. But then again, it's easy to read, and as far as stereotypes go, I think it depends. Um, sometimes, like, there's a really good example whenever there are, like, 
Greek things, shows that have anything to do with Greece or whatever, you get this font that looks like the Greek script, only it's the Latin script, and it's actually kind of stupid and offensive because they use the S's for E's, the sigmas for E's, mm -hmm. and then it's like Greek is spelled grsk. Uh, and so it's really stupid to people that can actually read Greek okay. script because yeah. people aren't actually spelling words, they're just using mm -hmm. the fancy Greek script to mean nothing. But so it seems pretty obvious then, the fonts are designed to evoke a certain feeling or idea, mm -hmm. but there are other fonts that are designed that do not have a cultural background, they're new. For example, the Harry Potter font. Right. Mm -hmm. You'd see that written, you could write flower in the Harry mm -hmm. Potter font and you immediately think mm -hmm. of Harry Potter. Um, likewise for the Disney font. Mm -hmm. Well, I was reading something about the Nancy Drew font and how this is becoming really hip now to use these kind of lettering. It's called the Lydian font. Okay. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's getting, it's a sans serif and it's getting a new life. That brings us sort of back to the question, is there any extra like paratextual meaning to font? that it brings to the text. So one of the, I think it was one of generally designers and ideologists behind Bauhaus, Ernst Keller. That's again a very German pronunciation, Keller. <laughs> and so basically he said that a design solution should always be respectful of its content. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think font, if done carefully, tends to reflect or at least kind of add something to the content right. of mm -hmm. what, whatever yeah. it's used for. I would agree with that, but I would also say that sometimes it detracts from whatever I happen to be reading. For example, I really don't like the font Bembo. I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. So I actually have two examples, and it goes along with a question that I actually had for the group about these, a note on the type. So at the back of the book, there is something called about the type or a note on the type. And not all publishers do this, but some publishers, such as Knopf, do. And I have two examples of books that both use Bembo, okay. which is a type that I do not like. Mm -hmm. It looks almost like handwriting and I would also say that the handwriting for lack of a better word is a bit girly which okay. I know is problematic I do get this but it's very rounded and it reminds me of Erica Maves she was a girl I went to school with okay. hello Erica we don't talk to each other <laughs> but this book is this is your handwriting and while I like your handwriting on tests and such I don't not that I was looking at your handwriting on tests beautiful but it doesn't look good in a book that's that's what I have to say yes we need um, to see it we need to see the bimbo font bimbo <laughs> never let me go oh, okay. by Kazuo Shiguru hardcover done by Alfred Knopf mm -hmm. so this is the one that has mm. the font we're talking about so this book actually has two things I don't like. It has the uncut pages, mm -hmm. and it has, yeah, this font. This font is distracting, because in parts it looks like, oh, it's just a normal font, and then suddenly it's like, blah, here I am. I might probably be able to explain that, because some of the letters, the kerning mm -hmm. is, especially when it comes to A's, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of, it's too round, and the letters sit too close to each other, right. so basically you just get lost in the word, you have to reread it again. And but it also seems thin, but kind of 
of top mm -hmm. heavy. The second book also uses bembo, and I don't find it as terrible in Kanahisi Quotes. It's not as between bad. Between the it's... world and me. I'm not sure why there's, what? but they're both bembo. I don't like the E's specifically. Oh yeah, look at that. The S is heavier on top than the bottom. And what about Which the A's? Which makes it look like it's going to topple over. I think the A's are not the, the same of these two. Could be. Those are fatter. Maybe this is, uh, what do they call slim? A thinner version mm -hmm. of the same font. So I would say especially N's. Also, if you look at N's, mm -hmm. it looks like something that would be really cool as a header right. for a folk, Irish folk band. But um, I mean, look at the A's on this one compared to that one. Like when you see Harry on that, oh, the, and then yes. it's very different. So I yeah, think one's a narrow and one's normal, maybe, if they're the same font. But the A's are completely different. The A's are completely different, and I do not like the A's in Never Let Me Go. I was actually thinking about this particular edition of Never Let Me Go because we have heard a version that this type of font also gives it a sense of like sci-fi novel for that, whatever reason, but if you look at the details of letters, it looks more like... Handwriting. Handwriting. I would say. And the narrator is a young girl. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that's also the reason I'm at least associating it with um, a more girly handwriting. And if you hold the, book, hold the book away from you, I cannot read it. It just mm -hmm. disappears into itself. But this other one... But the other one looks very different. Does it say any what weight it was or any other? So each of the books has a note at the back which describes the type that they used. I will read the one from Between the World and Me. So about the type. This book was set in Bembo, a typeface based on an old-style Roman face that was used for Cardinal Pietro Bembo's tract De Atna in 1495. Bembo was cut by Francesco Griffo, in the early 16th century for Italian Renaissance printer and publisher Aldous Minutius, the Lanston Monotype Company of Philadelphia brought the well-proportioned letter forms of Bembo to the United States in the 1930s. Interesting also that they choose the word well-proportioned <laughs> to describe the letter forms, because we did think that in the Between the World and Me copy, at least the S's were more balanced. More balanced. So it's it does say that this is a variation in Never Let Me Go. So it must have been altered. Mm, yeah. But it is interesting that these fonts, so for example, this font in particular, goes back hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. It was designed for one particular person for a particular work mm -hmm. and has been altered mm -hmm. many times to apply to other works. And it does evoke some kind of response when you read... A book with this font, either a good response or an odd feeling. Right. This is inappropriate. This doesn't look good. But I wonder, is that just us? Because we care. Now my husband says he couldn't care less about fonts. And why am I going on for 10 minutes about a <laughs> font that I don't like? So does it affect everyone? Does it just affect certain people? I feel like people may be affected and not realize it. I, I would know. second that. Yeah, I looked into some, well, not statistics, but what comes up on the internet when we talk about classic or trendy fonts, and they pretty much overlap, and mm. supports the, what we have just read about Bimbo as a font being very old, mm -hmm. but still being popular. And in particular, we have mentioned Garamond mm -hmm. today, Laura's favorite, mm -hmm. which it's actually connected to Aldous Munitions, mm -hmm. okay. whom we have already mentioned today. FYI, um, Dr. Seuss and Harry Potter are set in Garamond. 
Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I can believe that. Which, um, like British, American? I don't know. But the probably the, the first ones are probably British. But not the not the titles. No, no, not yeah. the title, but the the, the actual text. The text. Oh, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm. And it's also still one of the most popular fonts to be used nowadays. And then also, for instance, the overused Helvetica, mm -hmm. including Helvetica Neue, as, mm -hmm. as uh, the latest variation of it, sort of is a great-grandchild of a font called Accidents Grotesque, invented, I guess, composed in 1898, mm -hmm. and is considered to be the first of that type right. of those like minimalist sort of fonts and surprisingly Futura from 1927 mm -hmm. is pretty much still popular mm -hmm. and there are a lot of variations and I have heard that Roboto um, it's quite popular nowadays in on screens so in the digital world mm -hmm. and then that kind of leads me to one of my questions how would you guys choose a font readability obviously mm -hmm. but something that adds to the text without taking too much attention away from the text so i guess i would also say i choose fonts uh, like laura for readability but i would go back to ellen's earlier comment about the editing in bohemian rhapsody and how the problem is more when you notice something than the specifics of picking it out mm -hmm. i wouldn't care so much about picking out the perfect font but i know which ones to eliminate because for whatever mm -hmm. reason they just give you a, a bad feeling or they are difficult mm -hmm. to read yes right what about you, Ellen? Yeah, I don't know. I think now that I am considering it, I maybe do try to like express my personality mm -hmm. through font. I'm just thinking about like on a resume. Sure. Well, that makes me wonder if we're trying to choose fonts that reflect handwriting somehow. I don't know if subconsciously mm -hmm. we think about that when we're choosing fonts or not. So as I'm researching cookbooks right now that are, have been compiled by a lot of different people, so it's different recipes, different people putting in their contribution. And for some of the really early books, you would get like duplicated or Xerox pages of handwritten mm -hmm. recipes. And then when the digital age comes, and we all remember when you had like these font explosion mm -hmm. and so much choice, some of the cookbooks, it's like a different font for every <laughs> single uh -huh. One, and it actually was kind of, like, normally that would be nauseating. Mm -hmm. But for this, it was sort of sweet because it was almost like the women were trying to show mm -hmm. their individuality mm -hmm. through font rather than handwriting. This is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I have some font jokes. Yay! Um, so, you might know the punchline to this one. Mm -hmm. A font walks into a bar. The bartender says, Font or cheese? <laughs> <laughs> No, that is not it. The it's bartender that, says, so what's your type? That's so cute. That's, that's what you mean. No, that's when, the, that's when the type walks into a matchmaker. Oh, so what's, what's your, type? your type? No, okay. the font um, walks into a bar, the bartender says, hey, we don't serve your type here. Oh. Oh, that's mean. Then he called Sarah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's great. That's, that's a good one. I know that one was cute. Mm -hmm. And then I have one more. What does a type designer eat for breakfast? Don't tell me because I know this one. Those noodles that are like alphabet noodles? Alphabet <laughs> <laughs> So we have breakfast here, then we have what does a type designer eat for lunch? Alphabet soup. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but we're still on breakfast. On breakfast. Raisin bran. <laughs> <laughs> Kellogg's bran. 
So it's Kellogg's. a brand of cereal. It's a cereal brand. It's not a brand. <laughs> it's not a brand. It's, it's not, not just a brand. But you're on the right track. It's a cereal. Yes. Cornflakes. Uh, you are so close. Cornflakes. Cornflakes. But it's a part with the word cornflakes. Cornflake and typography. Give us a chance. I've been doing this for Cornflakes! Yes! Oh my no. god. That's, oh god, that took you a long time. That took too long, it guys. Did. Yeah. So I guess we can round this one up. If you guys have any comments, uh, any uh, favorite or most hated fonts, please make sure to share them with us. Enjoy the fonts we chose for our podcast. <laughs> Bye. 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 People overuse papyrus too.